Welcome to the Lead Team Podcast. Every week, the Lead Team at Tate Springs will review our Sunday services, everything from the message to worship and whatever else comes to our minds. Let's dive in. Welcome to another Lead Team Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I am here today. I was not here last week, but I'm here today. And we have Curtis with us and Jason with us. So just three of us. We've kind of gone back to our skeleton crew. Ron's still here. He's He hasn't left again yet. He's still here. He's just uh, tied up and, uh, and we're excited. It's been, it's been really exciting, uh, in the last couple of weeks at, at Taste Springs, we've added some new staff members and we have, um, we've, some of them Brock was here with us last week and Houston's coming on. And, um, we found out if you're listening to this, by the way, we give you some insight. We found out there was, there was one no vote. So it was like a 99 point something, but that no vote, uh, came to me and said, that they made a mistake and they meant to do yes. And so it was actually a hundred percent for Houston. Boom, baby. And so we're excited about that. But uh, yeah, they'll be popping in next year from time to time, but we are here today and we were just going to talk about yesterday, which was an awesome service, an awesome service. So Jason, it was really kind of your ministry's thing. So we're just going to kick it to you. And oh, man. actually, I guess since I really don't know how to talk about that, because yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so, he's just going to say it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. It was a, you know, normal Sunday. Normal just a Sunday. regular old Sunday. Oh, Ron's not here. That's Ron's it's joke. It's literally, well, actually, though, Brie, because Brie got home last night from a gig. And so she's like, hey, baby, how'd the Christmas service go? I was like, really? Just normal Sunday, just a lot more music. And she was like, really? Like that's how and I, like, right. I wore a green spark. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well now let's talk about the important thing, and that is the jacket. The jacket. What does one even was the star? Get a jacket like that. Amazon. Amazon. I mean, that's it. It was Every, everything on Amazon. It was Bezos very, very shiny. I think that. Oh, holy um, night! Yeah, the stars were brightly shining Absolutely. right off of your back right when you were directing the, or, the choir. Yes. There was like, very Southern Baptist of you. Very. It was. As I watched, actually, I watched the song that I sang on, and I, all the movements, I was like, wow, I am part of a Southern gospel you've, quartet uh, right you've now. You've evolved. I, well, <laughs> you thought you were going to change us, but Jason, <laughs> we changed you. Is that evolution or devolution? <laughs> I'm not sure, you know. So it was, uh, man, it was awesome. So, you know, the, the, the funny thing is right now, we had a great crowd there. The crowd, the numbers, when we're not like a numbers culture, so we don't live and die by numbers, but we keep up with them because it, it's important and numbers represent people. Uh, but we had a lot of people there, a lot of guests, and that was a big part of this. We have a banner out. We've invited people to come. We encourage people to, to uh, invite people. We had uh, we had one member who brought like their boss and people they've worked with, and they were so excited. Oh, yeah, it was so cool. And yeah, uh, awesome. we had several uh, decisions come in through email. It was, it was really great. The numbers, ironically were normal numbers before COVID. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's yep. what's interesting. And that's, that's true. Across, I was reading an article about it uh, just yesterday about that. But, um, but it was, uh, I mean, it was exciting. The, the spirit was, it was really great. Um, the songs were so worshipful. I love Christmas songs. We talked about that. The, the words are so meaningful and so theologically powerful. And uh, man, y'all did a great job. Thanks. Man. And um, worship ministry was, was just amazing. And, and I'm trying to think about, well, let's just ask this. Like, what was y'all's favorite moment of the service? Man, for me, I I, I was kind of playing it back in my head. I really, I, I know this is strange, but I just really liked the low, how Rose Air Blooming uh, with the choir. I thought that was a lot. That song, 
it's just never gets it never gets play time. And for me, well, I just in our liked church, it. in our church, and like in many churches that would be like ours, and like the main line, yeah, like Anglican, Protestant, you know, oh yeah, it more gets traditional, more absolutely. It just you don't hear that song very often, sure, contextually and stuff. I just I enjoyed it. Uh, so why did you pick that song? Well, I wanted to give something. It's on the dartboard and right, right, hundred <laughs> percent. I have a bunch of songs every year on a list, and I blindfold myself, <laughs> and I take aim. Rudolph was right there. Yeah, right there. And, and Grandma got ran over by a reindeer. He's on the other side. Was right on the other side. So we were lucky. We got "Low How a Rose Air Blooming" <laughs> instead of those. So "Low How a Rose Air Blooming" is one of those songs that has stuck with me since my early college days of singing in choirs and such like that. Um, and it's often used in high church settings and much more liturgically driven churches. Um, and so for me, it was a moment of bringing something very traditional into what overall was going to be very contemporary and very modern. And I wanted to give not only that for the choir in terms of a challenge, four-part harmonies and stuff like that, um, and then also for the church, because that's not often something we do. So it really was in terms of the overall uh, change and difference. That was something just to be, be a difference, but not also in the lyrics, because it really kind of brings the hypostatic union, like it really brings that to bear. And it talks about also that divine mystery of how God was born from Mary, but, you know, yeah. brought forth by God. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so there's just, it kind of just in song poetically speaks about it in such a way while bringing in the need for a savior and what he was going to do and the promise, tying it all really to what you said, you know, in your devotional about Genesis and, so for me, it was a great kickoff into one of them, the other oldest. Um, it's also one of the oldest melodies in, in world history that we know of. Hmm. Then also Praetorius, like ancient songwriter. Mm -hmm. It then tied right into O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, which is another one of the oldest melodies that exists that we're aware of hmm. in terms of world history. That's cool. Yeah. So Both. it's really cool to sing these songs that have such history but then to see O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, bring it into a modern context. So let it not even ever be said that we don't sing the old songs. Yeah, we have just sung two of the oldest the songs. The really old songs. Well, and like and to me, both those songs are more Advent than Christmas. Very much. And that's the other thing I really liked about the service was just that it had, it kind of had a full, full circle approach. Absolutely. It wasn't Always just, higher. hey, look, there's a baby in a manger. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I appreciated that. Yeah, I think... Um, I like that. Uh, that's cool. I, I think um, I appreciated you including those as well. I, I think it really was a really good diet. I think mm -hmm. of songs, uh, the lyrics, and all that. So, Great. so that was Curtis. That was Curtis's favorite. So, what was your favorite? You know, there are many that I really enjoyed and I was happy about. Um, probably one of my favorites. Uh, obviously the confetti cannons were just a huge hit. Just loved that moment. That was just pure joy for me. <laughs> but just really seeing people who I've worked with over the past, you know, five years so far, seeing how far they come, uh, seeing how hard they've worked and being able to give moments for others to display their gifts yeah. um, and serve Christ and serve their congregation. I just really enjoy that. And seeing how far our kids choir has come. Mm -hmm. Like this year had to be the best thing that they've ever done in my time that I've been. Yeah, well, I, really I loved their... It. I loved I loved their narration. Right. You know, now what most people don't realize is the kids were able to choose the animals right. that they would be, and you might not have been able to tell if you weren't up close that we had your donkey. You know, we had 
There was a sheep. We even had Gandalf's staff. Um, we we had we had a wizard, uh, which which thank I'll goodness. I'll give a backstory on that in a minute. Yeah, I don't I don't know w- what person would put their kid on stage for the nativity with a Gandalf staff, but you know, someone who's awesome. So, <laughs> but uh, so but they say. <laughs> also, the just like there was a bunny. Uh, there was a, a Christmas nativity bunny. There was a Christmas nativity turkey um i mean what were they going to eat they had to yeah they had to sacrifice something there was a christmas nativity dog and so we had some interesting interesting things uh you know um that uh maybe aren't normally a part of the christmas story as we know it but right as we see it portrayed but culturally you know somewhere else there may be the christmas turkey bunny and turkey we were kind of combining like Christmas, All these figures Thanksgiving, from Thanksgiving and Easter, Easter and, you know, I don't know. But it's uh, nonetheless, you know, redemption is for all. Right. So, right, know, right. that's the way it works. Except, for, of course, not bunnies or turkeys. But yeah, So, know. the the Gandalf staff, I didn't know how many people would pick that up. But then when I stood in the back and I was rewatching it, and I was like, oh, man, that thing was like front and center. Yeah. And it was taller than everybody. <laughs> it looked like. So, my two daughters, two, three of my daughters were in it. Emily was the lamb. Hannah and Bethany were uh, shepherds. shepherds. And so Hannah had a staff and she was like, dad, we only have one. Can we, cause I have like several staffs. Don't ask me why I just do. I collect them. <laughs> um, and uh, you just so, want to live in the Shire. I do. I mean, I do. I do. I, I'm not ashamed of that. And, uh, and so I have one, Maybe I bought it be. at like a first Monday and it sits in my, it's like a walking stick cane. And it's the one that I was going to get for. Her. I said, remind me. She didn't remind me. So we show up at mm. church and she's like, dad, we need a staff. Well, I have two in my office. One of them is a branch of like a like a cool tree. I, I've been asking everybody, I even asked the president of Southwestern at the time, what kind of tree is that? And he didn't know. But it was just sitting there one day, and I put it in my car, walked across campus, put it in my car. It's a cool-looking staff. Problem is, it's more of a man staff than it is like an eight-year-old girl staff. So I was like, Gandalf staff or actual staff? Gandalf staff. So like they're up there. I went back there while they're there and doing their song. And I grab the Gandalf staff and I walk all the way in the back and I slide it. <laughs> and then I'm thinking, okay, it's up to them if they're going to grab it. So sure enough, I see her, you know, she gets it, walks up there. I was just hoping she was going to be like, you cannot pass. Yeah. I mean, Mary I, was, and Joseph. I was expecting her to like, you know, send some people back, you know, <laughs> so, but that was, that was that been a light show. Yeah. You know, I, I think, uh, I'm trying to think what my favorite moment was. And, uh, I don't think I have, like a favorite moment of a song or anything like that. I think I just found myself sitting there just really thankful. Um, you know, it's been a weird year and just mm-hmm. as we're kind of wrapping it up and just sitting there and looking around and just thinking this church, you know, this church at, through COVID church, some churches didn't make it through COVID. Um, you know, there's, I was just sitting around thinking, you know, seeing Brock up there, knowing Houston's coming looking around and seeing like what you were saying, people who we've seen discipled mm-hmm. and who we've seen go through our worship Academy. And I was just like, that was my favorite thing yesterday was that it seemed like the culmination kind of like if you're watching a series and you get to the very end and there's a lot of payoff and you're like, man, I'm glad I stuck it out and I get to see how these characters, how they made it for sure. And that's how it felt like yesterday, just seeing some people who we know personally who uh, who've gone through some stuff and who are up there and singing about Jesus and yeah. and the hope that they have in Him and as a pastor uh, that did my heart good. So I left yesterday just really really grateful. Absolutely. We have um, one more 
Christmas event left. It's candlelight Christmas Eve service. And so we've combined the morning and the evening into the morning. And uh, rather than asking people to come back that evening, so 1030 in the morning, we have our candlelight service. And, uh, and that's this Sunday. And uh, no small groups this Sunday or the next Sunday uh, as we celebrate the holidays together. And so, yeah, that's what's in front of us. And we won't, this is our last podcast of the year for the lead team. And then we're actually going to take the next two weeks off because next Monday is Christmas. And I told these guys, I love them, but uh, I, I, I don't love them enough to want to come record a podcast on Christmas day. Yeah, so. I thought you really loved us. I know. I'm just being brutally honest with you, Curtis. Brutally oh, honest. It hurts. Do you guys have any like fun Christmas Eve or Christmas or New Year's? Oh yeah. You do? So, well, we have a really cool thing we're doing this year. So I grew up, so candlelight services are super meaningful to me. Um, and because we would go as a family to the Lutheran church, St. Peter Lutheran in Gun Barrel City. So my family would go on Christmas Eve. Then we would go look at lights together. Then we would go to my grandma's. We would do Christmas with her. And then Christmas Day, we would just stay with the family. It was just what we did. It was amazing. So our families, we grew up. My sister moved off to the military. She was in Seattle for a while. Um, now she's in Florida. My other sister has moved to North Carolina. My brothers have, you know, moved uh, different places. And so how many siblings do you have? 27. I'm just wow, kidding. Wow. No, we have, I have four. Wow. I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah. It's a I big thought family. you like had, I really only knew of your brother. Yeah. I have an older brother. I'm number two. And then I have a younger brother or younger sister, younger brother and middle child. Well, I'm bet, number two. I bet two of your brothers. But I am the middle in the sense that like there's an older girl and a younger girl and an yeah. older boy and a younger boy. So boy, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of there technically. Um, but we, we are all for the first time since we've not been doing it, all going to meet in Gunborough city and go to a candlelight Christmas Eve service oh, together, cool. all so of us. Cool. And so I'm, I'm pretty jazzed about that. That's awesome. What about you guys? Yeah, we are just, you know, we're, we're kind of in that different stage where we have two adult children, uh, that don't have their own families yet. And so for us, uh, this will probably be the first Christmas that we wake up Christmas morning and not all four of us are in the same roof. Because I I assume oh, so sad, man. Brock's going to be stay at his apartment like 15 minutes away, you know. Um, and so uh, so it'll just be different. It's going to be a different kind of year. But it's exciting to just see, you know, it, it's one of those things where like you talk about, oh, man, you know, like it's like you lose something, but you gain so much by seeing your kids just love Jesus and just flourish yeah. uh, where they are and just, um, just be so plugged in. I mean, like Mason and Brock were both on stage yesterday and, uh, which one did better in your opinion? I'm just kidding. Well, you know, clearly, no, I'm not <laughs> clearly, clearly. clearly. <laughs> I, I, like if you I, had to pick one, well, I mean, I will say this Mason crushed it on acoustic yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. He really, so Mason, he crushed it. some difficult stuff. Difficult uh, stuff. You know, I don't think Brock was all that challenged to be honest with you. I <laughs> there mean, was did, one challenge. He, that he, he did have to, to conduct do, everything like, for that piece. For that one piece. And his click was cutting out in his in ears it, the whole time. The challenging part <laughs> in it is cueing the speaking to time yeah. with music that honestly does not give you a lot. It's very, yeah. so no, you they, really have to keep the count in your own head. It's not easy. They both did awesome. But it's just cool to see, you know, it's cool to see that. And yeah. You know, we we have so much to be thankful for uh, this Christmas. Um, you know, it's been a it's been a really interesting last two years for us, and just the blessing of 
sitting down together around the Christmas tree and uh, nobody, nobody's too worried about what gift they're going to get or anything. It's just about spending time together. I have loved that about like growing up and now my sisters and I and like Bree's sister family, you know, as well. Like we're really all at this age, honestly, we're just happy to get together. Mm-hmm. We could really care less. Like I got some books from my nephews, my nephew and my niece because they're moving back to Japan. And so like that's what they really want are some books to have that they can't get over there. But from uh Bree's family what they do because that's predominantly who i've spent christmases with ever since we've been married i really don't get to go home to michigan very often in large part just because of what i do um but i get to do both this year and i'm really excited mm. about when are that y'all, when are y'all heading out? we're going to be heading to michigan on the 26th yeah so we'll be there through the 30th so i'll be back for the 31st um that's cool man but yeah. uh yeah i don't really get to see my family all that often so that'll be really nice get a little bit of a michigan winter but Bree's family what they do every christmas eve is as they're able now that everyone is an adult but if you're there you go to uh not a mom's and we all uh open our first gift and the first gift is always christmas pajamas for me they always are just regular pajamas because i don't like themed pajamas so we just and I've actually taken to buying myself slippers because I'm the one See, who buys the gifts. To me, they're <laughs> actually pajamas, not pajamas. Pajamas, 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 pajamas. Pajamas. Is, pajamas. Pajamas is akin to like being, you know, from How the do north. You say it, Jared? We call them Jammy Jays. <laughs> because it's cool. It's how the cool kids say it. Jammy Jays. Yeah, you were you were real cool by saying you were like. We call them Jammy Jays. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we do. And we'll likely watch a Christmas movie, eat Christmas cookies. That's kind of what her family does every year. It's just a lot of fun. We like to eat Buckeyes. Mm. And we have kind of a, a movie that we all love so called good. Klaus. It's on oh, Netflix. I love that movie. We also love so to much watch fun. White Christmas. So. Yeah, Klaus. We've already watched Klaus. Yeah. Like, we, we we love that movie. Well, Brie has been gone, and so this week we're kind of catching up. So we're going to watch some Christmas nice. movies this week. So I'm excited. Nice. Awesome. We just got done watching the first two Chronicles of Narnia, too. Nice. Kind of like to watch those around Christmas Those time. are really fun. Nice. Yeah, they're all very winter-themed. Well, thank you for tuning in, and uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to all of you. We'll look forward to 2024 when the Lead Team Podcast picks back up. God bless you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening. At Tate Springs, we want to help you discover your part in God's story. Connect with us at tatesprings.com. We'll see you next time.